This is the way. This is the way. Hello there. So say we all. May the force be with you. You're a wizard, Harry. I am Iron Man. What about second breakfast? Assemble. You're here because you know something. Whoa, this is heavy. I volunteer as tribute. I'm Batman. You have chosen wisely. The North remembers. To infinity and beyond. The force will be with you. Salutations, and welcome to the Nerdverse, nerds. <laughs> Today, this corner of the Nerdverse is for all you Star Wars nerds out there. I'm Joanna, baby's gotta eat, Krupnik. And I'm Brian, the quackta calling the stiffling slimy Plofsky. And I'm so happy you could ride your rancor through town to be here with us today. Because today in the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian, we'll be spitting out our teeth and talking about the finale of The Book of Boba Fett in the name of honor. But first, as we start every episode, this is your spoiler alert alert. I repeat, this is your spoiler alert alert. We will be spoiling everything about this finale of The Book of Boba Fett and potentially other Star Wars related things. So this is your spoiler alert alert. Oh, Brian. (laughs) Well, sorry. Password, please. Oh, yes. Yes, of course. (laughs) We see, uh, let's see, we got, uh, what, seven uh, seven lightsabers here for you? Yeah, that's me, yep. that's mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. And here's mine. Uh, I see, I see. Uh, these are. This is a beautiful, uh, beautifully curated uh, passport. Thank you, it's pretty fresh. <laughs> oh, sorry, I have eight lightsabers. Oh, eight, you mis- excuse you mis- me, yeah, that. my eyes. Okay. My mod eyes is, is acting up today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I see that yours is five. Yes, five freshly inked stamps <laughs> in the last two, three years, two years. <laughs> All right, so okay. we have passed we have passed through customs. Yes. So we're in the Star Wars sector. What did you think of this Robert Fettuccini finale? Oh gosh. I liked it. Um, Brian, I'm gonna be honest, I was I was a little bit underwhelmed, but I, I did enjoy it a lot. Um, pros and cons. What about you? Okay. I really enjoyed it. I had a good time. I was a little underwhelmed, and I, I do have something to say in a bit, but I think it was a microcosm of the macrocosm that was this season of Boba Fett, which is it didn't really know what it was, and I think that came across in the finale a lot. I felt like there was a lot happening in the finale, like a lot happening in the finale, um, but there is something I do want to say. I have to stop thinking about what's going to happen. <laughs> I know, but Brian, you it's like <laughs> theorizing is dangerous, but it's also part of the joy of this. So it's, I it's agree. hard. I think here here's what I actually think. I think and and maybe maybe um you we can maybe we'll figure this out when we're watching season three of the mandalorian but i feel like i didn't theorize as much with the mandalorian as much as i did with boba fett because i was so deeply engaged in the storytelling the character relationships his relationship to grogu and then uh you know the ahsoka stuff the luke skywalker stuff was the cherry on top of an already solid TV series that feels like it takes place in the that actually feels like it takes place in the Star Wars universe on its own. It it didn't need Bo Katan or Ahsoka or all these little like fun things from Clone Wars and and the original trilogy to make it good. It was already good. I feel like Boba Fett, the book of Boba Fett needed those things to kind of get us like revved up because it didn't know what it was. I don't think those four first four episodes paid off for what this was. This show was also sold to us and, and set our expectations as a like Godfather esque mafia underworld type thing. And I feel like we just like never got that. Um, And so that, so I was also off on the wrong foot with expectations, but like, I liked what I got. I think the structure and the writing was a little bit poor. Do I think the writing and the conversations in this were way better than like the prequels? Yeah, absolutely. Like there's been this, sorry, I'm going off on a little tangent, but there's something that I don't, 
that I think is wild. Over the past couple of years, people have forgotten how bad the prequels actually are. Like, and I mean that from like a movie standpoint. There are plot holes everywhere. The dialogue is terrible. The acting is pretty atrocious, minus like, Maybe you and McGregor, Qui Gon, Ian McDiarmid. I mean, I like, I still stand by. I think Revenge of the Sith is a good movie, but okay. But so I believe that people who love Revenge of the Sith remember Act Three. You know that Act One and Two is boring. Yeah, that's Act true. Three is awesome. Attack of the Clones. I love it for nostalgia purposes, but that's it. The they're like, but don't get me wrong. Every one of those movies has good stuff. The lightsaber fights. You and McGregor. The music, um, some of the, the, like, the last part of Revenge of the Sith, all of that. They're not good movies. Anyone who ranks those movies over the original trilogy, base, if you're talking about, like, straight-up movie, is it's wild to me. But if you pull in nostalgia, that's different. The reason I bring all of this up is because, like, the script was so much better than those in terms of, like, writing the interesting things they're saying do i think structure wise it wasn't great yeah i talked about this in the ep- in the episode with um jay and gary when you weren't here where i talk about those first four robert fettuccini episodes it's almost like they said like here is his past here is the present we're just gonna chop wherever we think is necessary and like the first half of the episode will be his past and then this one will be the present and it doesn't matter if they connect thematically like those episodes didn't work for me because there was no emotion because I didn't connect thematically. Like, thematically, it didn't work for me, a lot of those episodes. And then you break it up completely with Mandalorian Season 3. And then you take some of the pieces from the first four and some of the pieces of the <laughs> two to make a seventh episode. Like, it was just inconsistent. This all being said... I love Star Wars. I will watch a million Star Wars things. I will always love them. Do I? Can I think something is bad and still love it? One hundred percent. I look in the mirror every morning. Like, <laughs> I, but you know what I mean. Like, like. So that's just my little rant about like. Even though we're breaking this down and the prequels are kind of bad and are actually bad, like, like. I still love it all and I still have nostalgia for it and I love seeing Boba Fett ride a Rancor and I love seeing Cad Bane. I actually think that the reason we look fondly on the prequels now that I'm talking this out and brainstorming out loud is because the Clone Wars are such a good band-aid and like really opens up that world a lot more even though Revenge of the Sith, the, the, the Hayden Christensen acting in that is not great and it doesn't encompass those years between like he and it's it's like sprite in eternals um where like this young actress just didn't have the ability to like encapsulate in her performance the fact that she has lived thousands of years um it's you know what i mean and like that she has this wisdom like I feel like the Hayden Christensen performance in Revenge of the Sith does not encompass like what he and Obi-Wan went through in between those. And I thought that even before I watched Clone Wars and watching Clone Wars kind of like also kind of undercuts like his not great performance as well. I, I, I'll stop now. I've got it for like five or six minutes. And I'm so <laughs> no. sorry. I know this is a, our podcast. So we can do whatever we want, but still, however, I, I, I still love the prequels because I have nostalgia for them. I, I really liked Boba Fett, but I think that I think that we hold Star Wars, we as a royal we, the Star Wars fandom is very toxic in general. Um, but I, I just think that like I had a good time. I'm getting Star Wars again in May with Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like I'm the happiest little boy in the whole entire world. However, like it's okay that it's not great. And and that's okay. Like, I got to see some super cool things. Did I like the Mod Squad kids, the Power Rangers? No, not really. I'm Did calling I... them um, the, the most Vespas. <laughs> the most Vespas. That's so good. Um, okay, I'll stop there. So my answer is... I thought it was fine. I really enjoyed some parts of it. I did not really love some parts of it. I think it needed to be edited down, and we'll talk about that. Um, uh, and there's there was too much waste, stupid exposition. 
like Fennec telling us what their plan is after we like just heard what their plan is from somebody or how about else. We're in war. It's like you've been telling us that for the last three episodes. This yeah. we're in it. This is it, guys. And and here's something that I also want to say. <laughs> Sorry. If Obi-Wan Kenobi show is bad, it won't matter because Ewan McGregor is charming AF. And uh, Tamora Morrison, for me, is not as engaging and charming as we know Ewan McGregor is going to be. You could be Ewan McGregor sitting in a hut in the desert for six episodes, and it would probably be more charming um, and more, like, engaging. Because you don't have to necessarily be charming, but more engaging and full of life, even if it's, like, somber, than the than, than what we witnessed uh, among these episodes. Um, you do have to be charming, and he is charming. Um, hello there. Hello there. All right. I have to unpack a lot of what you said. So first thing I want to say is going back to your very beginning of the tangent, Mandalorian was the first one of its kind. So of course we were just like, what is this magic we're watching? Because it was all we had live action. So already that was going to be magic. We weren't going to need the Ahsokas or the Thrawn mentions. We were already like, what is this? It could have been bad. It could have been bad, but I think it was pretty cool. And it just, was at too cool, I guess, to get first because everything, you know, we're now we're just holding it, holding it, you know, on a pedestal. The second thing is the Filoni of it all. Filoni, I, I, yeah, I, I love the Filoni of it all. I love that you're saying that, you know, it's a band aid. Clone Wars is incredible. What I really am valuing even more, having watched Book of Boba Fett with Filoni, is that not only is he trying to like kind of put some band-aids over some pretty rough bullet holes that we went through in the prequels. But he's trying his damnedest to stitch together and and give this give all of the canon Star Wars and Legends, not canon, a big hug to tell us all that even the shittiest parts can work together somehow and and make this all be okay and make sense he's taking Mm -hmm. pieces from the from the newest trilogy and saying i know we don't love it guys but like it's part of it and this is how it can work he's taking pieces from the prequels he's taking pieces from rebels and i think he's doing such a great job of saying you know you may not like this part but like we can all make it make sense and and let everybody have a piece of what their star wars is and make it work in harmony and i think he's doing uh, the the best job we could possibly do with that. Yeah, I, um, I I think that's a really good explanation of kind of like his magic touch. Yeah, I think that you said something. Oh, Obi Wan, I just don't think it can be bad. There's just more. I know that that you'd think Boba Fett can't be bad because there's no expectation because we know nothing about him. But with Obi Wan, I just there's there's too much storytelling. Yeah. I think. That at least we're going to get that. We didn't really get much of a... I mean, we got a story for Mandalorian because it was just like the journey to get Grogu back. But um, even within that, it was a pretty like episode to episode, just a new adventure type story. Boba Fett, I but don't really... But it knew what it is. Yeah, I think so. I, I don't think you should worry about uh, Obi-Wan. But I do think there is something to say for... <sighs> And again, it's sort of defied with Mandalorian, but like Tamora Morrison is wonderful, but I don't know that, again, he wasn't paired. He he should have been with David Pasquese, like the major, dorm, major domo, major dormo, whatever, the mm. assistant. He should have yeah. been paired with him more. He should have been paired with, with um, Peli more. I just think he need if him and Fennec, it's just two stoic people. Yeah. next to each other and they don't jive the way that that mando did with yoda or that mando did with anybody else who was bubbly like bill burr or mm-hmm. you know or um or amy sedaris like they're just yeah, they yeah. need that balance now pedro was in a mask the whole time too i don't know if, i mean i i also think that I, I don't know if if pedro pascal was on set as much we don't know obviously of the of this book of boba fett as he was from mandalorian because i'm sensing a little bit less um i can't i don't i i don't know that he's in the suit and some of the dialogue that he gives is very different from the physical acting choices that are being given and like the mask acting so i don't i don't love it this season but 
I just don't know if Tamora Morrison was could do it all himself. He's not bad and he's gung-ho mm-hmm. and he's into it, but I just I don't know. It there was a moment in this episode where he finds out what we already knew about the Nikto not being responsible, but the Pikes for the killing of the Tuscans. And at first I was like, you're not going to let us see him with his helmet off to get this news. And then I was like, well, maybe they thought, oh, it'll be stronger with the helmet on and we can use just body language. And then I thought, oh, but maybe that fell flat because it's mm-hmm. not as good because he's just not as good. I don't know. Yeah. So all of this to say, I had a great time, too. And I think anyone who listens to us knows that we love all of this no matter what. Like we're here oh, we're talking yeah. about what we didn't like, but we're obsessed and we're not. I'm. I'm not an old enough Star Wars fan to be one of the toxic ones. I love it all, and it's all very new. So I don't have a lot of deep, old, you know, gr- grudges about any of this. Like, yeah. and you don't and either, like, but you've certainly been doing it since you were a tiny kid. Sure. Me, not so much. And I'm not, I also want to clarify, not for you, but for listeners, uh, like, when I say, to- like, Star Wars is a toxic fandom, that does not mean that, like, because you don't like something that makes you toxic. You can absolutely have opinions. Like, I think that Rise of Skywalker is 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 kind of garbage. But, like, I don't go around, like, asking to decanonize it. Or I don't, like, like harass people, like, online because of they like, like it or whatnot. Like, I, I, I love having conversations with people who like the movies that I don't and vice versa. Like, The Last Jedi. I love The Last Jedi. I, lo- I think it's in my top, maybe it's in my top Star Wars films, at least. Um, and uh, and like I like having conversations like like uh, like Adam uh, from preview. Like I like having conversations with him and Jay because they, they you know about like their feelings about how they treated Luke and stuff like that. But I'm never going to like, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I on the last Jedi front. That's another another example of Filoni. The Luke that we see in these episodes of Book of Boba Fett is on par with the Luke that we're going to see when I he's completely agree. And that is wonderful. That again is Filoni like guys, like you know, this this can work. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to try to make this all sing together and I think that's awesome. Yeah, I agree. Like that moment with Grogu making him choose an absolute is exactly what the Jedi Council would do. And like he, you know, and 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 well, that's why I like that movie because it's about like generational trauma through the Jedi. And like like the, that's why I like the fact that Ray is a nobody. Ray nobody is the twist in that movie. And mm-hmm. like I think that we don't this is this is we're going down a path that we can't turn back from. <laughs> Let's talk about Robert Fettuccini. But I okay. agree with you completely. The one thing I will say about something that you said that re- that re- relates back to Robert Bettigini is that I you said something earlier that I totally agree with. Obi-Wan has more history. We know who Obi-Wan is. It's more filled in. So we our expectations are very much like uh, on a specific type of track. Because Boba Fett is so shrouded in mystery, we all as fans filled in our own thoughts and feelings about uh, Robert Fettuccini. And like, and so this show would, no matter what the show was going to do, like it's creating its own Robert Fettuccini history. Therefore people are, you know, there's a different set of expectations and everybody comes in with a very different set of expectations. That's one. Um, And then two, uh, it really just, you know, it's it's something that they were trying for the first time, really, uh, without like creating a new character, but like kind of taking a character that we know and doing something a little bit more wild or, or with him. And again, I do not. And I think now we're getting into Boba Fett. I do not hate at all what they did with the character, meaning like making him a little bit older, wanting to be more like settled down, like all of that. I think it was awesome. No, and in fact, I love the commentary. You're getting you're getting soft in your old age. I, yeah, I, I'm glad that they that they acknowledge that that that's yeah, a comment totally. on what they know that they're doing because that's important. Yeah, I just don't think structure and story wise they did their choices justice, um, and uh, and so that's kind of where I stand on it. But like, uh, I think also that when it comes to like 
Boba Fett in general and, and all of those choices and doing what they're doing, it just kind of like, I don't know, I totally lost my train of thought. Well, the good news is we might get Boba in the past still. And we might get the Boba that people, you know, the mysterious Boba. Oh, which what, could what be I cool. Was gonna, what I was going to say is the Mandalorian TV show is probably what a lot of us expected Boba Fett to be like. But we already have a Mandalorian show with a bounty hunter, like, week to week, being badass, doing crazy things. Yeah, but he's just a lot sexier, and I'm sorry. He's delicious. <laughs> yes. Um, he is delicious. He's really delicious. And I know that it's not even – Robert Fettuccini, by all by all counts of the name, should be more delicious. But <laughs> got to tell you. Um, okay. Um, yeah. So let's go point to point about what happened through the okay, episode. Want, okay, sure. And then we can go through our thoughts and feelings about every single beat. Sorry, I'm just like really fired up. No, right it's now. good, but I have so many thoughts too. And I want just just to to refresh us all on what happened if it's been yes. a couple hours <laughs> for some people. Okay. So we open in the sanctuary, which is literally where they're taking sanctuary. Um, Mando thinks that Freetown will show up and come help. Cad Bane meets with the syndicate leaders. Boba gives the Moss Vespa kids an out, but they're staying to help. We get confirmation that the Pikes killed the Tuscans, not the Nikto. We already knew that. Cad has an idea of how to draw Boba out of the sanctuary. The X-Wing arrives. It's R2. Oh, sorry. The FedEx wing arrives with R2, DHL, with Grogu. (laughs) (laughs) Did you make that up? I did. No, Justin made up FedEx Wing and I because I started with, is R2DHL funny? And he said, if it's the FedEx Wing. <laughs> <laughs> um, back in the sanctuary, we learn how they are stationing around the town to combat the Pikes. Cad Bane arrives, tried to negotiate. Cad tells the truth about the Tuscans to Boba. Boba will not negotiate. Strange vibes in the city. Everyone turns on them. No one does very well. Fennec rescues the Moss Vespa kids. Back in the sanctuary, Pikes approach in big numbers. Mando says he'll stay. Major Domo tries to get them out of jail-free card, sort of, and Boba uses it as buying time. Mando and Boba try to kick ass. Does not go well. Freetown shows up. Then Moss Vespa kids, having been helped by Fennec, show up to help and Chrysanthemum. Then the Scorpionek droids show up. Mando tries the Black Saber on the shield. Santo tries his metal hands. Neither work. Pelimoto shows up with Grogu in the rickshaw. Boba arrives on the Rancor. Grogu saves Din by force choking the droid. Cad Bane shows up, pisses off the Rancor. Boba's on the ground. Boba kills Cad Bane. Rancor does a lot of damage, gets wounded, goes a little out of control, on the loose. Grogu gives the Rancor nap time. Fennec takes out the heads of the families. They won. Boba is loved by the town, and Mando heads out to Mando Season 3 with Grogu. So not, like, a ton happens in this episode? No, I, not at all. You said a lot does. I, I would say there's there's stuff to watch, but not a ton happens. It's just, like, the war in the yeah, streets that's fair. of That's Tatooine. fair. A lot of pieces are being played, but, like, not a lot is happening on the board, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, which is good. We can keep track of stuff. So So, first off, I do like that this episode is called, um, uh, this episode is called In the Name of Honor, because this episode is all about the haves and the have-nots of honor. Those who are staying to help their town, you know, Mando, Freetown, the kids, the, the, um, the Nikto, not the Nikto, the Vespa kids, and then those Chrysanthemum, and then those who don't have any honor, like the Pikes and Cad Bane and people like that. So, you know, on theme, it's very good. Um, so, yeah, I like that. Um, I think it's weird. So at the beginning, Fennec, I, I don't know. I was getting this vibe earlier in the show, and then I let it go away. It does set up that Fennec in the future could kind of turn on Boba because she really is against him on these big topics like how to lead and use violence to keep people in line. And also the fact that, like, that spice is really valuable. I don't know. Did you think anything about that? Or were you just like, just just to remind Um, us that spice is really expensive? Yeah. uh, Fennec Shand was an exposition drop in this episode. She just said everything. Yeah. um, I agree with you there. I actually think that my what I focused on while watching the two of them interact 
is how much better suited Fennec Shand is than uh, he is for all Fennec of this. Fennec was such a badass this episode. Yeah. So great. I, I, I love Fennec's character. I, I agree with you earlier when you said, like, I wish Boba Fett had been paired more with comic relief. Um, or at least something a little bit less serious than Fennec, because I, I don't want to change her character at all. I do think that like there should have been more of a difference between the two of them in terms of obviously their opinion was different, but they they're cut from the same cloth, yeah, which is fine because like I understand why they would connect with each other, but as like a TV show with balance. Yeah, I they're don't hard know to read and they're wearing helmets half the time. Like you got to put, a, yeah. you got to just put someone to bounce off of both of them. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think you're right. She seemed like an exposition drop and we saw her be such a badass this episode that I'm like, whoa, you're trying to like really give us the uh, the reboot of Fennec, uh, which I'm 100% okay with. But yeah, thought that was, it was just very like noteworthy. Bad batch. Very it was like bad, bad batch her. Yeah. Um, D, let's see. So Pelimoto, I love when she's like, what the hell kind of name is that? I'm not calling you that. She said, as all of us saying, we're just going to call him Baby Grogu, Baby yeah, Yoda yeah, forever. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. And to see him in his little X-Wing seat. Oh, that was adorable. That was, I mean, okay. So the obviously my favorite parts of this episode were clearly everything involving Grogu. Um, yeah. I just, I, I, I'm jumping ahead, but I'm a little upset that that was the reunion. Um, it felt a little bit rushed. Uh, I wished we could have seen him maybe helmetless for it. I, 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 there's like so many expectations ahead of this episode, but that reunion wasn't necessarily one of them. And then when it was about to happen, I was like, oh no, wait, oh, I want this to be longer. And I know that she comments on it. She's like, there's no time for this. But I was also mm-hmm. like, really, like, you could, like, uh, I don't know. It seemed like they just sort of explained it away and commented on it. So we didn't have to be sad about it. But I don't know. Were you upset at all by that? That was like one of the big takeaways from this episode for me. But yeah, I also was I w- obsessed with Grogu. So, yeah, I wasn't upset. Ab- I, I wasn't. I wasn't. Did I cry when he jumped up on him? Yeah. 100% oh, my God. I did. So cute. I just think this series as a whole was hindered. By all the cameos because it took us away from what was at least starting to become interesting from from Boba Fett's perspective and all of that. And then I feel like the momentum was broken on that storyline. And then we got these awesome two episodes. And then we kind of went back to everything that kind of tied in some of the things that happened. But also, like, I feel like those moments were wasted uh, on this series and not in mandalorian season three i mean the only okay so we needed we had if you want to have the finale the way that they had the finale say that they're like this is the finale this is what will be in order to have mando stay and say this is the way dude the creed i can't with you but if he's gonna like follow the creed we have to know what that means so we have to see him be sort of disowned and then still want to do right in order for him to try to pull out the black saber dark saber we need to know how what that means and in order for him to be able to even wield it he you know he's he needs to know what's going on with grogu and of course we needed force help via grogu so we need to know why he didn't stay with luke you know there's i get it but i all and you know and then we get the great starfighter you know at the end so we get that but yeah it just it was a lot, but again, and, and I would have been, I am, I'm working this out in my head right now. I think yeah. I would have been more upset if we had had bits of the Mando plot. I'm glad they just gave it all to us because then they got, we got great episodes. If it had just been little pieces and we didn't get Ahsoka and we didn't get Luke, maybe I would have been like, that's it. And they might've been like, no, 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 don't worry. We'll like go back and comb over this again. But now we have more to go forward with. So yeah, I don't know. A part of me is also like, I didn't need Grogu in this series from a narrative perspective from True. a, I'm a fan. I love Grogu. Show me all the Grogu. 100%. I just think but, it does. He adds a, he adds some heart and emotion that we weren't getting from any of the other characters in my sure. opinion. I agree. 
uh, here's a question. If they didn't write Grogu into the series, would they have tried harder to put heart in another place? Yeah, if, we, you know if I mean? they didn't put Grogu in, I would have expected to see Rex. I would have expected to see Kira. I would have expected to spend more time on other characters that would that were cool. But I don't. I don't know. I, maybe we'll watch the gallery the gallery episode on this, and they'll be like, "We just didn't know how to cut pieces, so we just gave these two episodes all to them." I don't know. It's. I'll be interested to see the reasoning. Yeah, sure. But I do see why certain pieces were leaked to us to understand the weight but the weight wasn't even that heavy in this episode that's the other thing of the blade no uh literally but no just the weight of the stakes like it did seem pretty dire at times but mando staying like i'm gonna stay here and help i guess i didn't need to know that he was no longer welcome from yeah that affected me in zero percent totally so my question for you is what did you think of the fact that the Pikes revealed that they killed the Tusken Raiders, but Fennec already said it to him and he like didn't believe it? So do you think that deep down Boba Fett knew the Pikes did it? Or do you think he truly believed that the that the riders did it? I think he really believed the riders did it. I think maybe it was eating away at him, but I think that we are I think we're supposed to think that when Cad tells him that. He's hearing it and believing it finally. I think I think Fennec poses the question, could they really have taken all those Tuscans out? Those little those little neat spike uh you know, got Nikto. But mm-hmm. I think we're supposed to believe that when I know that dramatically it makes the most sense that that's the first time he's really believing it. Yeah, sure. So that yeah, that that moment was kind of cuz we all knew. So uh or I guess maybe not everyone knew, but Everyone I've talked to already kind of knew that. Sure. So um, that was a moment that could have been really cool if maybe the acting had been really stellar. But, mm-hmm. you know, and it was a good moment. Like, you know, Fennec projects some of that onto him. Like, calm down. You're so emotional. Don't do anything crazy. Mm-hmm. And we're like, I don't think he is yet, but okay. Um, so, yeah, that that moment was uh, a little lackluster. But, sure, you know, I appreciate that. In the end, Boba has found his tribe and, uh, you know, he's he's with his people. He's he used we, we got all that Tuscan stuff to get him to the gaffy stick at mm-hmm. the end, which was great and very poetic. Um, I still don't know why, you know, so much Tuscan. I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't even upset with so much Tuscan. I could have used more Tuscan if we're trying to set up the fact that he was with them for many years and found mm-hmm. a tribe. Um, um, but uh, I just think it had been – we were so far removed from his Tuscan background stuff. Yeah. Like, like that That feels like – with this two episodes in between that got us amped up, I almost like forgot about all that stuff. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, um I thought it was weird. <laughs> this is a nitpick, but I thought it was really weird that they put Santin, uh, what are we calling him? Santin, Chrysantin, that they put him with the Trandoshans. I said the same thing <laughs> when I was watching it. I was, I was like, like, wait, what, what this a- is the stupidest idea ever. Why are you putting him there? Yeah, that was wild. Like, put, I don't know. And then, like, RIP the Gamorrean. That was, like, really, uh, so, it was really sad. <laughs> it was really sad. But that whole sequence felt very Godfather where like they yes. like, you know, like like in the first one where they kill all the other mob guys. Like, well, you know, and, like, mm-hmm. and Boba's Boba. nothing speech, the nothing offer is basically that mirrors Corleone, Michael Corleone's speech in Godfather Part 2. I mean, Al Pacino mm-hmm. didn't have a jetpack, but that's that's like that's very similar Wait, to that speech. I, I'm maybe I'm misremembering the Godfather. Um uh, Al Pacino did not have a jetpack. No, I think yeah, you're misremembering it. If you remember him with a jetpack, he didn't okay. have one. I have to rewatch the Godfather. Yeah, you have to rewatch part that. Yeah, you gotta yeah. gotta take closer pay attention, Brett. Yeah. Um. No. Yeah. That was very cool, and that's what we always thought the show was gonna be about. Was gonna be like the Godfather, the Desert Godfather, sure. and I had no issue with the Desert Justified or the no. Desert. Um. The Desert. What's your What's the other show that? Uh, Timmy Oliphant does. I had no issue with Desert, Desert, Justified, Justified. Desert, Deadwood. the other one, Deadwood. But um, yeah, Desert Godfather. We just didn't get as much Desert Godfather. Yeah, sure. 
Um, yeah, I think that I loved seeing Mando and Boba fly around with jetpacks, though. Uh, yes, I, I was like, peak cool moment. So, so here's here's <clears throat> I, I hate doing this, but I'm going to because so, whatever. <laughs> um, that stuff was awesome. I yeah. would have preferred. Hear me out. I would have preferred less of that. And excuse me. No, no. I would have preferred more of that and less of like most Vespas and Freetown. Like, what was the point of <laughs> doing that whole rigmarole of like, give me your gun. We'll switch guns. Let's go up to the roof. Let's shoot down from the I roof. Th- <laughs> when they didn't even shoot anything. And then the Rancor comes in. Like, there was no reason for those that like five minutes of footage, like, there there just wasn't any reason for that um i feel I think like it was, was showing that... the honor it was like i'm gonna fight for my town we're gonna work together i know i know it was very strange the sand um, scurriers and the city rats moment is what you're talking about <laughs> yeah yeah and then the thank you when when she says thank you to fennec shan and that fennec says like oh, oh you're using manners. <laughs> yeah and i was like what a weird i feel like the humor in this well because she said the manners line earlier in the series but not that we remember because she's not a funny character yeah that was just that was a bit that like my point is like there was a lot of editing like an exposition and weird stuff and a lot of people described what they did a lot in this episode like i'm gonna go here you go there give me that gun i'm a good shot oh you're a good shot oh that's awesome like i didn't need any of that just show me because quite frankly Robert Rodriguez did an excellent job of choreographing the action with the cameras. I knew where everybody was at every point in time. Do I think some of the action was a little slow again? Yeah, but that's just how the Vespas are. Also, that rickshaw moved faster than the Vespas, no question. Oh, my God. Yeah, ride. Yeah, pick. If you're ever in Mario Kart, you pick that rickshaw over those Vespas. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. It, it, but if in Mandalorian we're gonna get all these people in jetpacks, like that's gonna be fucking awesome. I'm the jetpacks. That was awesome. That was great. That was like I wanted more of that. Them flying around and then Boba shooting the stuff out of his knee. Oh like, god! Like just, just like shoot that into my uh, veins. Like that, that stuff just got me hot. I I love that stuff. That's what I. That's what you want. Yeah, that's what I wanted the whole season. Stuff. I know. The Rancor stuff was awesome. And, okay, and- can we talk about the Rancor for a second? First of all, yeah. I you mean Danny coming in on her dragon, but also you mean when he <laughs> says when he says like do it, I was just like Dracaras. <laughs> <laughs> Remember I when he when, it? Yeah. When like, when Bo- when Boba Fett when Boba Fett's like, uh hold on, just for like five minutes. I need to go get something. <laughs> Give like, me my backup. Yeah, I love that. But, like, again, do I wish that we had gotten more of that throughout the series? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Do I care that we didn't? No, because, like, they were trying to do build a story. And if they had done it a little bit better, I, I wouldn't have missed the big action stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the Rancor is cool not only because Omega rides a Rancor and yeah. Bad Batch, but also mm-hmm. when Mando hops on it for a second, that's, like, Mythosaur like territory uh, yeah territory. For sure. so you know these moments are there it's just um i just want more but that that, that moment was obviously so cool very like king kong uh, yeah. with him honestly seeing the cg those, was excellent seeing those droids yeah they, it really was seeing those droids this uh scorp scorp the whatever like said the name before but the, the, um, the very big destroyer droids. yeah the, or the rollies as they used to call them in the clone wars these are like yeah. the updated version those yeah. that was awesome because that was awesome. we haven't seen I them that. so long and they're so hard to kill to put down. So that was really cool. Um, you know, I just love like Mando with that dark saber. It's so cool. And I it know. seems to be already lighter cuz he knows where Grogu is, so I think he's just more focused. We know that mm. when you're focused the the blade's lighter. Um, I think in a comics uh arc Chrysanthemum gets like metal in his hands which i think is what feloni was or whoever well why he put his hands into the shield because i think he's got the knuckles but i think he also has yeah. like metal in his hands oh interesting so that was cool um 
and I just like how Mando's like, look, our what does he say? Our our kinetic weapons aren't yeah. aren't something, and our other weapons aren't something else. It was cool. I was, you know, Mando just like knows his tech. I just ugh, love him. Um, Can I uh, ask you a question? Yes. Uh, how fucking badass was Cad Bane in this episode? Brian, he was so badass, and I am so mad that he's dead. <laughs> yeah. I, but we could get him in the past, right? We could get him in the past, one. Two, I mean, his chest was still beeping. So I thought about that. I saw the little blinker, but then I'm like, he says, this is my final lesson. It's poetic mm-hmm. that he dies. Sure. No, I, I think he's dead, too. So I, I think I they agree want him you. to be dead. Uh, but I was just like, what? No, we just cut you back. I know. But maybe we'll get him earlier in time. But I do think yeah. it's cool, you know, that they're bringing in that the canon of him and Boba, like him taking Boba under his wing in that never before used Clone Wars episode. Yeah. The bullet on Boba's head is from Cad Bane, a shot that Cad mm-hmm. Bane took on him. So that was cool. I'll talk about Django. Like, I love that stuff. I was like, ooh, giving us some Me deep too. cuts. Some love of the it. lines I wrote down are, I'm not a boy anymore. Um, we've known each other a long time. Consider this my final lesson. And I like the, I love that Cad Bane knew exactly how to rile him up about the Tusken Raiders. Yeah. Um, I like that Cad Bane is the one to defeat the Rancor because he's just a, a clever, clever girl. Um, <laughs> I like that he's still faster than Boba. Uh, mm-hmm. And like, even at 71 years old or whatever, the internet figured out how old Cad Bane was. Like, he was still much faster than him. I like that he kicked off his helmet because if you remember in the Clone Wars, Cad Bane has that line where he's like, um, you know, once you kill one clone, you figure it out. You can yes. kill them all or something like They're that. All the rest are easy or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that he was seeing that face again. Um, uh, and I think it makes sense that, like, Boba was the one to kill him. Um, I just wish that and, before he died, he was like, and you know, I helped hunt down your sister. Yeah, I know. Also, also like, Fennec didn't flinch um, yeah. when she saw him, which didn't she bother me. She wasn't like, me. oh, last time I saw you, I was wiping the floor with your ass. Yeah, exactly. That's what I wanted to see. Um, oh, also, but, this. Oh yeah. Go sorry, on. no, go for it. Mine was going to change this. I would just, mine is too. I was going to say my only problem with Grogu helping is that I'm like, well, yes, the secret's out on Grogu. There's this little Jedi running around free in Tatooine, <laughs> and like, you think that the major Domo is going to keep that secret? Like, yeah, we already had Carl Weathers. <laughs> Who's going to be talking well, about the magic hand wavy thing? But like, people are going to start to know about Grogu. Hear me out. Hear me out. One, the forces, the Jedi, and the, they're not so far removed from like everyone kind of knowing about Luke and like what happened with the Empire. Yes, though we don't Two, really know how many people knew about Luke, but yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Two, uh, when he, when he and, uh, Amy Sedaris get together, um, even when she spits out her tooth. Um, oh my god, when, dying! And she had a they, gap there the entire rest of the episode. I, know. I loved it. When they are uh, when they're getting together, like she will tell him not to tell anybody because she loves little Grogu minus the name. And she might be having a budding romance with Headtails, <laughs> the wonderful <laughs> sobriquet. I never tire oh of. So he, funny. When, he kills when, it. Like, we want more of him. When Boba Fett sends him out there, that was, I, like, knew exactly what was going to happen, and that it was, was so wonderful. Funny. That was so good. Um, I love I love him and Amy Sedaris as a pair. That was that was hysteric. That was comedy gold. Very I cute agree. moment. Um, um, something else that I do want to point out is, what a waste of Jennifer Beals. Uh, Brian... She was getting, I, I, I've said this since day one. I'm not day one, but since she got all crispy, she was getting more gorgeous by the episode. Why the hell do you cast goddess Jennifer Beale and then you just blow her up? Yeah, she didn't really do anything. That was super disappointing. That was really disappointing. There were so mm-hmm. many theories out there, and I didn't believe any of them, but I was sort of still hoping that, like, the explosion just sort of brushed, you know, you know, she she fell back, but she was gonna yeah. be fine. Oh, 
something that I forgot about Cad Bane, if we don't mind, if you don't mind jumping yeah. back for just a second, is always his his line. Like the final lesson was, "Look out for yourself." Um, I like that because he because then that led into him using the stick that he made, learned from the Tuscans, and like, like I like the idea that like Cad Bane was very much like you know, look out for yourself. You're a killer. Like just watch out for yourself. And then he used everything he had from like other people, yeah. other tribes to strengthen himself against Cad Bane. Yeah. He used lessons from outside, not, you know, to a teacher in Cad Bane. Yeah. I thought he, seeing him as a killer was actually kind of nice. He's just been such a little softy this whole show. Yeah. I yeah. liked seeing that that fight come out of him with the, with, with the whole battle scene in general, I was just really like, yes. Like I, I like seeing this even yeah. though you know, it's violent, but like, I, um, I we like that he's so badass. We were spoiled in Mandalorian when he would, when he, when he really like fucked up those stormtroopers. Yeah, and in true. this one, like we didn't really get it. Some, we got some of it in the Tuscan Raider stuff, but we didn't really get it until this episode. Um, um, the ball moment for Grogu, like in case like yeah, Mando was about to so die, good. that was so good. And even when he's like force choking the droid, and he wants like that part, yeah, he's like yay, and he's wearing his little T-shirt, his little metal T-shirt, his Beskar T-shirt. Yeah. Um, and I did appreciate the end, the fanfare, like the the pan like Ren fair music. That was very um, Battle of Endor, very, very like. Return of the Jedi celebration. Did you hear that in like the town as they were walking I through? Did. It was like this. Well, it was the Boba Fett theme song, like right, but on like with... a pan flute. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I have a question for you about that scene. Oh. Uh, when Boba Fett makes the jokes about like how his arm hurts, and then he says, "We are not suited for this," and then oh, she says, "If not us, who?" Oh God! Here's my question: Was that a joke that he was trying to make? Was that something <laughs> serious? And I'm just like, why did I spend these seven? Why episodes? did we spend this entire time watching you then? And then that awful banter with like the 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 Milo Rune fruit. Um, you want to share it with oh, the Wookie? Oh God! Like, was that was that like Robert Rodriguez? Like, guys, just like do some improv there. Um, you know, just ad lib. And yeah. said, yeah, that's good. We'll, we'll just keep that in. And we'll give it subtitles, too, so that everyone even knows what you said. Your horrible ad-libs. Yeah, that was yeah, weird. Yeah, that was bad. So, um... The, 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 I was already... This is the point of the episode where I was like, this can't be it. This can't be it. Wait. Oh, my God. There's, like, no more time left. Oh, my God. They're walking down the street. Oh, my God. Everything's hunky-dory. And now he's saying, this isn't for me. But then, like, who else is going to do it? I was like, I was like, oh, no, what no, is no, what are you no, trying no, to say no. here? And then I started putting a lot of stock into the stingers or the post credit scene, we'll hoping okay, there'll be something there anyway. Um, but I did appreciate seeing little Grogu in the back of the Starfighter, loving yeah. his life in little Astromex, little little bubble. That was adorable. That was like Alfie when he's trying to like beg or get us get up on the couch and we're like what do you want and he's like scratching at us he was just mm-hmm. tapping on the glass oh my god it was so 100 and they whisk away and i just can't wait for more mandalorian <laughs> or as you put it they were whisked away into season three of the mandalorian <laughs> exactly and i just can't i mean so this is so again this is not about boba fett but so i mean i guess we're gonna get grogu and mandalorian jedi cool meshing culture uh life and mandalorian just what you know i think this is really cool what we could see yeah well going back to that stuff like i'm just really i have no idea what i I just think that from the end of mandalorian season two to the time that they saw reunited in this episode i don't know do you feel like it undercuts them splitting up at the end of season two, that season three is going to kind of just like start with the two of them together. Oh God, I'm torn. I'm in theatrically. I think that their reunion happening so soon has already undercut the beautiful ending that we got in Mando season two. Do I care? No, because I'm obsessed and I love them. So just give it all to me. Yeah. But I really like how you explain that. I agree with that. (laughs) 
Because it really is not on paper. It's a terrible idea. It doesn't make any sense. It's wild. It took the wind uh, out of the sails. <laughs> yeah. Emotionally, like it took it though. It took the wind out of Dooku's solar sailor. <laughs> exactly, solar sailor. Um, it it's just not the right move. I just also just don't care. But I do think that they. I am upset that the reunion that they did all this undoing with couldn't yeah, be yeah. a little better. Um. You know, we did get some very cute moments and the jump was adorable. And but, you know, he he clearly was putting his hand up to his helmet <coughs> like he wanted to see his Pedro's face. But, you know, Pedro's busy. <laughs> he can't be on set, honey. So yeah. he's not there. <laughs> he's in a sound booth. Um, so that yeah. was sweet. But so in terms of Boba Fett, do you think we're going to get another season? Because, again, yeah. they didn't tease it. I do. I, I think we're getting a second season of Boba Fett. And I'm really? hoping. I think this is this is my prediction. We get a second season of Boba Fett, and it's more about his dad and clones. So you mean what we wanted in this season? (laughs) Yeah, you know, here's what I'll say. Am I surprised they didn't do any clone stuff? No. Do I think it was a missed opportunity? Maybe. But like they were trying to do their own thing. I don't think they did it well, but I'm not I don't fault them for not like including Rex or Wolf, or any of no, those characters. No, and honestly, if you're going to give us Rex, give it to us in Ahsoka, because their bond is even more special. Yeah, so, that's fair. Like, that's if fair. you're going to release him, bring Tamora Morrison back, and he can do it in, in Ahsoka's show. Bleach that's your fine. hair, make it Bleach gray, your hair. Whatever, you can be a lot yeah. more, like, like you know, gregarious and fun. <laughs> Not yeah, so Yeah, I guess he would still dull. be gray, though, yeah. Yeah, or, like, yeah, gray. He's going to be all burly, freckled, tanned from, like, his... Jabba hunting or whatever they call those big <laughs> things they were hunting. Um, yeah, I so I I didn't know that there would maybe be a I'm not sold that there will be a season two, but I like oh, that you fair. think that there will be. Um, I think learn from the mistakes of this one and do better because I think that there's a lot of good stuff. Again, I know we criticize it a lot during this hour, but I think there's a lot of good stuff. Writing the Rancor was cool. The idea that he became indoctrinated into the Tuscan culture. Under the Tuscan sun. Like, I was totally into that. I really liked Fennec Shan. I thought that the Major Domo was a fun character. I liked seeing the Syndicate and the Pikes. I would like to see more of the Mafia stuff. Did I love the Ahsoka Mandalorian stuff? Luke stuff? Grogu stuff? Yeah. Do I think it... It's the same thing you just said. Narratively, do I think it hurt the season? Yeah, a little bit. Do I care emotionally? Hell no. Give me that Grogu all day long. <laughs> right. I, and it'll be, I'll be curious to see, they, you know, they are watching the response of this show as we are watching the show. So I'll be curious just to see what everyone's, because the responses have been pretty vocal about what's worked and what hasn't this season, I think in general online and, you know, in social. So I don't know. I, I, I'll take it all, but I am curious. I would be, I would like to see something higher than the Pikes. You know, if it does go into a darker syndicate with bigger and badder baddies, like that sure, could be cool sure. off the, let's get off the desert planet. Christ, like, let's just go. Well, with I mean, the announcement I, of Obi-Wan, we're just going to hang out on Tatooine even more. Well, we might get some breaks. I mean, even on Boba's breaks, we were still in the desert with the Tuscans. So I'm hoping we're going to yeah. get some, you know, reprieve, maybe some Coruscant, maybe some other cool planets in flashbacks. But yeah, I, I think we just got to get off the, some desert all the time. And of course, that leads us to the stinger. Well, we'll, the, we'll do it. We'll, oh, we'll right. Get we do it, it post credit. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so any, any final thoughts? What do you rank this? So what are your so final give, thoughts? And what do you I'm going to give this an eight. I, my final thoughts are I actually really liked this episode and I wish all the other Boba episodes were at least this good. Sure. Um, so mm-hmm. I wish that they were all this good because this was great. And then the Mando episodes were, you know, extraordinary for other unobvious reasons. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that the other episodes of Boba Fett were not as were not even as good as this. Mostly now looking back, sure. so I'm going to give it an eight. I I did really enjoy it, uh, though I criticized it. I did really enjoy it. I love it all, no matter what. But I just I had expectations, and that's my own fault. <laughs> so I'm gonna go within uh, like a seven point five for the same exact reasons. I still enjoyed it, I, but I am making a resolution for myself moving forward. Oh no! <clears throat> the resolution I have 
for all Star Wars TV shows moving forward is that I really want to temper my uh, guessing and projections and expectations. Good luck. I want... I, because I you'll be talking with me about it every week, and I'm not going to let you do that. <laughs> no, you know what? No, but here's what here's I have to I have to be better at reconciling what I think is going to happen versus the product they are giving me. The pro That's I fair. Would, I, I want to be able to sit down at the beginning of an episode of anything, try to clear my head, only take what I've seen the previous two or three episodes. And let's see what what story they're presenting me. Because yeah. Star Wars doesn't have source material. Yeah. Not like the MCU. So you it's it's almost it's a different type of because you're just taking in things from Clone Wars and this and that and trying to like see what's what. Um, but this one, they're like they yeah, they're just they're just doing what they're doing in the moment. They're they're creating it as they go. So that's um and it's canon and that so that's what I, I i'm gonna that's my resolution i think it's like michael scott says like just don't be an idiot like if they're giving you a show where there's an obvious path you know there's no time to get into certain other people that we want to see we just know this isn't the story that they're telling so we just have to watch the show and just not be an idiot we can still assume some yeah. things might happen but totally. we know that we're not going to see like Han Solo show up de-aged or Rex because this is just isn't the story that they're telling. And why would Han Solo be there? Yeah, I mean, it's not we could think of reasons, but we won't. Yeah. So, so my biggest criticism of the book of Boba Fett, the cookbook of Robert Fettuccini, <laughs> is that this is the story they told. And I like the story they were trying to tell. I don't think they did a good job of telling it. Um... I think they did a great job of telling it, but it was like, this should have been one chapter. I wanted like eight. The The, the chapter wasn't long enough. Like I, the, they did a good job of showing us that he was welcomed in the Tuscans and that he, you know, had to sort of keep things, you know, under control in the town. But I also think that it wasn't enough to make a whole series. Agreed. That's totally true. Like this whole Pike Syndicate stuff, like, could have easily been like three episodes, like almost like Clone Wars. What if you did like a three episode arc of that and then a three episode arc of like an, something else, like the Daredevil seasons where like part one of season one was like this and part one, part two of season Yeah, one. you get this Again. character, no spoilers, this character and then this character. Totally. Um, you know, yeah. And I, there's also though the silly things where it's like when he tells all the heads of the families – don't don't you know go against me and support the pikes and then they do <laughs> because he yeah. asked them nicely not to yeah. those are the storytelling things where i'm like i mean yeah they were never gonna listen to you all right well on to the next star wars turn that's going to be obi-wan and i cannot wait may 25th we will be covering all of it i oh, have to say yes. I was more excited about the Obi-Wan poster and announcement than I was for the finale. <laughs> I know. Well, had yeah. you already seen the finale when you saw the poster? Yeah, uh-huh. Okay, so you already knew what the finale was. But yes, agreed. Yeah. Well, nerds, I was educated on Coruscant. Not that that makes me better in any way. Oh my god, that's regardless. sorry. Sorry, that was, the, that was one I of know. my favorite scenes. I totally forgot. Like, so the college-educated... Like it was, it was incredible. It was His incredible. delivery in this episode was incredible. I'm sorry, keep I going know. with you. More of I him. Have... But regardless, join us tomorrow as we'll be diving into the penultimate episode of Peacemaker on HBO. Joanna, you're going mm. soft in your old age. You... <gasps> <laughs> but make sure to join us uh, in the Nerdverse by following on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, at the Nerdverse Pod, uh, be sure to blast over and subscribe to the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on things like Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Make sure to rate and review us there on all of those. As a new universe and a multiverse of other Nerdverses, the reviews are super important for us, and we thank you so much for listening. So please keep telling all your nerdy friends about us. And remember, the Force works in mysterious ways. I love that she's like, she's never left. Tatooine, but she's like she believes in the force because like it's like she when gets it's it. like, 
it's like when a famous actor's from your high school, like Luke yeah. Skywalker's from here. Yeah. It's just like this is how it goes, guys. Okay, so the stinger. The stinger. Yes, Timmy lives. The stinger. Um, so in the episode, the bartender says they got him down in cold blood. Yes. Uh, so I, I still think he was alive and they were just like reviving him and like modifying his arm or whatever it is in the back to tank. Um, I'm wondering if he'll show his face in Mandalorian. I'm wondering if he'll show his modded face in... Uh, a season two of the book of Boba Fett as like the three of them are, are kind of helping to run Tatooine or whatever it is. Um, but all I have to say is give me all of the Timothy Oliphant. Give all me- of it. Um, all of it. I, I of think it. Timmy, I want, I want Timmy to get off his desert little, you know, two horse town two Bantha town. But I would love to see him in Boba because he would be nice alongside of Tamora Morrison, I think. I agree. I agree. I don't think I – mean, you, you can have him in Mando. I think Mando could apologize to sure. him for, like, getting him gunned down. But I think that he – or I guess it's not Mando's fault. But for thanking him for at least gathering the people. But I uh, I don't think – I think he'd be wasted on that. I mean, he's never wasted. Give me all him all the time. He's incredible. Um, but I think I would – it would be really cool to see him added into the Boba. It would make the show, mm-hmm. I think – up and kick it up a notch they're also doing another uh like mini series of justified so i want oh, all of Timmy. Ho, ho, ho. i'm so excited for he's that he's just so, like, so good he's, he's so, so good he does the lean just so well yeah he's just oh so man good. i mean this is just justified in the desert like this is yes, what that is 100 so this is good news a modded timothy uh, uh, Olive, oh, blah, 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 a timmy O. will take it i'll take it <laughs> 